Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Baba, You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Hey everybody, this is Go Home Bible, You're Drunk, the podcast where we, um, well, you know what we do. We read the Bible, we talk about Christian culture, and we drink about it because sometimes that's the only option, or that is the most logical option. So my name is my name is Justin. I was a pastor for many years in several different roles, and uh, now I, I don't do that anymore. I do podcasts and I manage projects for a company somewhere. And yeah, this is, this is, a, I'm living my best life and I'm really enjoying it. So I'm joined uh, by my, my co-host who was across the coast. And yeah. Hey, I'm Tori. Yeah. I don't know. Christianity. It's like evangelicalism, post-traumatic stress disorder, and the Bible are all kind of things that go together. So here we are to talk about it because um, because <laughs> we can't afford to see our therapist as many times a week as we need <laughs> as many to. Times a week as we need to, yeah. <laughs> so this is what we do instead. Um, <laughs> and laughter that they say laughter is the best medicine. So they they say they say how, how would they even know? They're all miserable yeah. fucks. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of miserable fucks, yeah. So there's a movie that came out recently that. I have not seen, I will say, and I probably won't see in the theater just because life is weird and whatnot. But I was joking that I would maybe just buy a ticket for fun, just like, and does not go. I won't do that. But, but anyway, so the movie Lightyear came out, which is supposedly the movie that is the origin story for Buzz Lightyear from Toy Story. It's kind of an interesting spin, a weird spin, maybe. It's like the movie about the toy or the the toy was about the movie. I don't know. Anyway, all I know about it is that it's Chris Evans voices Buzz Lightyear, which I think is is delightful. He should be in more things because he's a non-problematic person. (laughs) And also, apparently, there is a lesbian kiss in the movie. And from, from what I've seen in my research, online it it is a movie that is just one lesbian kiss for two hours is what it sounds like because that seems to be all people are talking about is i am guessing that the lesbian kiss is quite chaste and happens for a moment like a blink and you miss it kind of thing is my guess but apparently the evangelicals are mad are mad they're gonna boycott disney again because <laughs> all the previous boycotts that they've been doing up to this point have worked real well. Yeah, they've really harmed Disney and made them like sometimes I wonder if this movie is like Disney's just saying, fuck you, boycott us. I go for it. Enjoy. <laughs> oh, they have been though. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, they're all they're all very mad because um their kids knowing that gay people exist is the same as sexual assault, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Like that's grooming knowing gay people exist in the world is apparently like it like <laughs> I shouldn't even laugh about this like a teacher literally got fired because a student asked them about their relationship status and they were like yeah I live with my girlfriend or whatever and then she ended up getting fired just for saying that hmm. that sucks yeah so it's kind of I don't know they're the way that it it's weird it's I'm impressed with how 
quickly we are going backwards. Honestly, like I am like that. <laughs> like the ship is sinking quickly. Uh, and I don't, it's, it's kind of stressing me out a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, go vote. Yeah. You know, <laughs> vote blue, no matter who. Well, that'll, that'll, that'll teach them. That'll, that'll teach them. Anyway. Oh man. Yeah. yeah so so they're, I, they're sad. Yeah. Our, our friends at the Federalist course, you know, have many, many things. Many words. About this. Many words about it. You know, about, you know, making fun of how little it made, which honestly, I think mo- it's hard to judge movies during a pandemic during the because and it's still going on. I mean, l- less so. And, and maybe culturally it's over, but oh, scientifically dear. it's not. But like, <laughs> I, I mean, even just me, like I, I love movies, but gas prices and everything in the world. If I'm going to see a movie, I might see might see one a month. I'm just speaking of general person and they probably already saw Top Gun Maverick. So it, it just, I think the days of being able to judge a movie based just simply on its opening weekend is probably, probably gone. At this probably point. gone. And, and I think it needs to almost, I, I mean, I'm not a movie executive. I don't know. I'm just a dude on the internet with a microphone, but, I'm, <laughs> but I, it's just interesting to me that they're still judging it by like opening box office when it's like, you know, you need to judge it by like what what came out this month, you know, because people aren't going to the movies every weekend, but this is just not a thing anymore. So it's like, if I already saw Top Gun, I'm not coming back for a while. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter how good it is. So I, I think that is a, anyway, I just, it's a different world we live in. So it's like, they start out making fun of like, Oh, it only made $50 million. And, you know, they quote Jordan Peterson and they dig. It's just oh, it's a, my whole, God. a whole rag, you know, that, that relevant cultural icon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they make fun of Kenobi because they're like, you know, Kenobi's great. But, you know, there's a black he's female. Also, pre- he's gay. Black, yeah, he's, he's gay or whatever. Or he's, he, <laughs> just... he didn't he didn't fuck enough women. I don't know. Like, you know, and there's a black female antagonist like, but. You know, and that's special because she's black and female or something. But I'm like, so it, it seems to me like the cultural critique of the right or the federalist is like, if you cast anyone who is not a white man, that you're is being woke, you're being woke. Like, if you display any relationship other than a, a man and a woman, who you're being woke, who are married, you're being woke. Like you're indoctrinating children. Yeah. And it's like, I, the, the, the term has lost all meaning. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I mean, have we talked about, I don't even, I don't remember. I know that like there was some talk online, but have we talked about on here the way that they, they think that you have to make your kids straight. Like they think that that is a thing that can be done. And so oh, that's part I, of like, we have not talked about that. That's no. part of raising kids in evangelicalism, in conservatism, is that it's like you have to you have to treat boys like boys and you have to treat girls like girls. And if you don't do that, then they're going to get all fucked up and go fuck their own gender or something. You know, I mean, <laughs> like there's all <laughs> these books about making sure that you can keep your keep your son manly, like take him on camping trips and go shooting. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. like these mm-hmm. are real things that exist. So they're saying sexuality is mutable without saying sexuality uh-huh. is mutable. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Literally, like literally. Huh. So, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I have so many thoughts right now. <laughs> I, I write. <laughs> you have you have just thrown this in my lap, and I'm really because like <laughs> I don't like. I mean, I, I think that it's part of like shaping or molding your children, right? In Christianity, like that's the language that they use. Part of that is forcing them to play a gender role, like a traditional gender role. And this is all over, like, fucking James Dobson's books, for sure. His whole, like, bringing up boys bullshit. And he's absolutely one of, like, Focus on the Family was absolutely, like, at kind of at the forefront of, like, the whole, here's how to keep your son straight. Yeah, because, okay. We talked last um, week about how I've been trying to not be straight. (laughs) (laughs) It has not worked. Yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, it does. It does go with the paradigm a little bit of like because they're in their paradigm to be gay or straight almost always means there was trauma involved. 
like something bad happened to you. And it's incredibly disappointing to them when a normal person is gay uh, who hasn't had trauma or, or serious trauma or sexual trauma. Because they're like, well, we got to find it. I remember there was a, I forget who it was. It was one of the earlier kind of authors that came out. They had alopecia or something. And so like there was, they had a story in their book. I'm, I'm not remembering the book or even the person's name, but they had a story in the book about going to like an ex-gay conference and the ex-gay person like quizzing them on like, have you had sexual, have you been sexually assaulted or, you know, whatever. And he's like, no, like, have, did you have a bad relationship with your dad? No. Like, it's like all of the, you know, things, you know, and there's, well, it must be because you have alopecia or something like that was your trauma that turned you gay or something. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, like, I do. I do what? remember. I do remember being told that I can't remember the exact number, but it was over 90% of gay men. And this was like in the nineties that I was being told this. And my parents didn't know that you can't catch AIDS air quotes by being sneezed on. So they don't know, they didn't know jack shit, but it was like, yeah, not, over 90% of gay men were sexually assaulted as children. Just n- not true. Like you made that up. Even if it was true, I would imagine men that did not present their gender appropriately would have been targeted abused. for bullies, bullying and abuse by so, their parents, by their parents and other kids. So, so it, it's not true, but if it was true, there are many other explanations. <laughs> oh God. Oh my God. So yeah, it's, it's, it just, it seems like so much grasping for straws of like, like, how do we stop this? You know? Like, well, it's like, I have to, it is my responsibility to make sure that my child grows up straight. Right. So that means that if a child is trying to transition, it's because their parent is pressuring them to do that. They would not do that of their own volition because children are blank slates. That is, that's what they think. And that's why they're like, this is child abuse. It's like, okay, respecting a kid's pronouns and using like their chosen name is not, it's not abuse. I'm sorry. (laughs) Like there's no world in which that is abusive. Yeah. I've seen articles too. Uh, I don't read these things in depth, honestly, much anymore, but you know, there was, you know, talk about like, I'm sorry, I'm trying to think of their Elliot page. So I, I almost just accidentally dead name them. Cause it's, that's my brain is still transitioning in, in my, my brain is transitioning. Right now. <laughs> well, that that's happened. I have a few friends that have transitioned oh, totally. and, it, and it like, it just takes your brain. It like takes you, a hiccup, you hiccup a second. And, but anyway, so Elliot page, but they've, they talk about like, Oh, you know, they've, you know, that's, you know, some terrible agenda or whatever. It's like, this person is an actor. At one point they were, a female actor. Now they are a male actor. And why does that matter? Like, and honestly, I, I hope, th- I hope that they get a lot of trans roles, you know, roles portraying trans people. They should like, for sure. Cause that's absolutely they are. And they're delightful. Wonderful. Another reason. Truly delightful. Like the delight that I get watching them act has changed. Not at all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. So it is um it, this it is, mean that you saying that like made me realize like they think that being queer or trans or what have you is socially contagious. Yes. So exposure means like multiple exposures. So they understand how uh they understand how disease spreads. They just think that being trans is a disease and COVID is fake. Yeah, the, the, the germ theory is not very popular in evangelical circles, apparently. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that is interesting because I, I, I mean, I, I do, I, I know that logic because it, it, it makes a certain amount of sense to me. But it's, it's also to, to kind of turn it a little more serious. I think it's when you talk to people. I'll just let someone into the podcast world for a moment. When you talk to people online. And you talk to people in a podcast, sometimes you don't remember what's been recorded and what's not. So it's possible I've told this story before. I don't know, but hopefully you're hearing it for the first time. But when I was a pastor, I was I had a, a guy, a senior pastor that I was working under. Um, this was at a mega church, it was a huge staff, but he said, We really have to watch, you know, be careful what we watch. You know, I think he was talking about like Will and Grace or something. Like I don't or something. There was some show like that had been rebooted. I think it was Will and Grace. Basically, it was talking about like our our human brains are wired for empathy and wired for 
you know, humanizing people or, you know, when basically when you see gay people being normal, you might begin to feel for them. And that will, you know, that will challenge your theology. So we need to, you know, we need to, we need to not be empathetic towards people. And so it's like, and I remember hearing him say that it's like, really, we're going to go after empathy now. Like, like that, that's, that's the weapon of Satan. And I've seen articles now recently come out that have said that very same thing. This was like 10 years ago. He said this and it's like, that's so the thing that you catch, if you catch anything is empathy. Like, you know, when I see this person acting on screen, when I, when I see maybe that they're bully or they're, or they're struggling or, or when I just see them being normal. Like, I think that was the gift of Schitt's Creek. They made that romance normal. Like they did not like, it wasn't like, wow, look at this gay romance. It was just like two people meeting and falling in love. And the town was fine with it. Didn't skip a beat. No one even looked at them funny. It was just like, this is just a thing that's happening right now. And that was such a, it was such a gift. That show was a gift in that way. And in many ways it was a gift. And, but it's, yeah, they see like, oh man, look at that. Someone's going to catch the gay from that. It's like, no, like, I, I just think that maybe people might empathize and they might see this as not terrible or gross and maybe even sweet and wonderful and be happy for them and stop being judgmental that will that will then change people's minds for sure and that's not a bad thing they might become more like christ which i thought was the point no sir you thought wrong (laughs) i was wrong maintaining patriarchal hegemony is the point uh and jesus is the vehicle apparently so yeah so that I hope my, my, because my son, my, my son, despite my not trying or caring, performs his gender quite well. Um, <laughs> he loves throwing balls around. He loves chasing them. He like is obsessed with trucks. Like, oh my God, I did not teach him this. No, like, totally. <laughs> like the dump truck once a week is, is an event for him. Like he, just, he loves trucks, like loves books about trucks. Like he sees a truck and a book. He's like, there's, you know, like loves trucks. He's 18 months old. I did not teach him to love trucks. It's just something he loves. And like all the typical quote unquote boy things, like for whatever reason, he just loves them. It's, and I don't, I don't like shame him for that and be like, here, come we'll play with this trans doll or something. Like I don't do that to him. He will perform his gender quite well, probably, you know, based on the few months up, I have. He's with up him. to snuff. He's up to snuff. <laughs> you know, he's a great evangelical boy, I guess. I don't know. But <laughs> but he, he he will watch Lightyear one day and he and and women kissing is going to be normal to him. And and he will have friends that have gay parents and that will be normal. And OK, we will not comment on that because it's not worth commenting on, you know. And and he will grow up and be the person that he is, and and that and all options will be on the table. So I and I don't feel like that is a, that is it's not me grooming him. That's not me like you know coercing him. Like it's just letting him become a person in the world, and like all of the world, not this weird like little sequestered part of it. And and I think that's uh, I don't know. I, that's why I, I I think movies like this are good, even if the movie itself isn't that good. I've heard like the it's not like Pixar's best movie or something. You know, they've released some duds over the years. It happens, but you know, I I just don't care. I don't care who kisses. I just care that people are loved. Unlike all of these conservatives who really should have been hugged by their parents more. Yeah, I I just I can't imagine even like being this mad over it. Like if it truly is offensive to you and that's fine, it's a free country. You can be offended by that. Just don't take, just don't go see it. Right. Yeah. But that's not enough. That's the, that's the kicker is it's not enough that they don't participate. They have to prevent other people from making and seeing these films, which is kind of terrifying at this rate. It's a little terrifying. There'll probably be some, weird Republican bill called the free speech and families act or something (laughs) that will ban (laughs) lesbian kisses and child's movies or something. No free speech. That's so funny. It's always like they, they, they're very good at using words that are the opposite of what they intend to do to describe the thing that they are 
currently doing. And it actually has worked real well for them. It really has. Cause, cause I, I cause like, well, free speech and families who wouldn't vote for that. <laughs> you know, right? It's called the Patriot Act because we are all patriots. Yeah. I mean, if you don't vote for it, you're not a patriot and the terrorists win. This is basic. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. Are you, are you not a patriot? Which I do remember when they canceled a shit ton of people for asking if maybe the U.S. fucking around overseas and uh, 9-11 was us finding out. But, you know, whatevs. It was an unprovoked attack. We could not have seen coming. There's, there is nothing that the U.S. can experience from another country that is unprovoked. Like, that is how big we are. Like, we are too large to fail. We have, like, there's not a country that we have not fucked around in on some level. So any amount of any amount of anything that we receive is on some levels finding out. That's that's not my me like even diminishing that 9-11 was terrible. It's just like that's just facts. Then they don't care about your feelings. So yeah. So uh, if you can go see Lightyear if you're into that. Enjoy your life. But if if not, that's fine. I just yeah, I don't don't really I just don't I don't care to like police what people can watch. Like when God's not dead 14 comes out and is released in six theaters across the country. I, I, I'm not going to write about it. Write I, an article about it, Justin. Like I'm not going to certainly not a, like a large audience. Like, I mean, the federalist has a depressingly large audience. No, I, I just don't care. Like release your dumb little movie about being right, persecuted. Exactly. Like, exactly. I, no fine. one cares. It's fine. Yeah. No one asked for it. So, and yet here you are. And yet here you are. <laughs> God, if you have to make 14 movies about God not being dead, maybe God is dead. I think that you're, uh, yeah, <laughs> me thinks. Like, <laughs> huh, interesting. Okay. God's yeah, really, I mean, really, really not dead. 14. Like, what? Really, Come on. Like, really, really, really. Yeah. <laughs> Electric Bookaloo. <laughs> like, Speaking of, of God not being dead, we need to bow to the real God of, of the real God of capitalism, of capitalism for a moment. Um, <laughs> and we take a little quick break. And when we get back, we'll celebrate some patrons. And we're going to talk about Daniel because we don't have enough Daniel content. Mm, but this doesn't really have Daniel in it. it this doesn't. particular one. It doesn't. It, you know, I, Daniel was one of my favorite books as a kid. And of the Bible, because probably because yeah, of lions. Of course. And I mean, it could, he seems They're, like they a, were bears. Yeah, or I'm bears. <laughs> or bears. And you know, this this particular story always disappointed me because it's like, who, who are these idiots? Who are like, these fuckers? Yeah, where did they come from? Where's Daniel at? <laughs> he was busy. He was busy. All right, uh, we'll take a break, and we'll see you. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Thanks for enjoying our idol worship. We're idly worshiping capitalism. <laughs> idly, just sitting there, enjoying it. As as the administrators of the space like to do, but we do have to say thanks to a person first. Yes, we do. So we have an, an additional patron this week. We're very happy to have Amanda has become a deacon in this uh, thing that we are increasingly more comfortable calling a church of, of going home bibling and drinking um so uh, thank you so much uh amanda for your support uh we really appreciate it and and all of our patrons it's been such a a cool thing to um get to know you all on the discord which is great that is one thing that we've been yeah that's one thing been we uh we launched that i think last week is when it it officially launched and it's kind of it's you know getting people on and getting people comfortable with it uh for those of you who don't know discord is i don't want to say similar to facebook because it's not but it it is a social media thing but it's private so yeah it's it's kind of self-contained 
So when you hop in, there's it's kind of like like little message boards, but you set up the whole thing yourself. So that's sort of how it's set up right now is we have stuff about, you know, you can talk about the show. You can talk about fun stuff that you're doing at home. You can dox your pet. All of the things yeah. are options. A lot, a lot of pet doxing going on. And curiously enough, a lot of cats. Um, suspicious. A suspicious number of cats. No, that's not true. Anti-fascists are more likely to be cat people. I, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, like anti-fascists <laughs> and people that left the faith are probably more likely to be cat people. Uh-huh, yeah. I just, it, you and know. And there's so many cute ones. They're lovely. So if you're interested in seeing a lot of a lot of cat-based content, <laughs> as well as just talking about the show with people that um, are going to understand, like I, you know, Facebook can be wild. Twitter can be wild too. I find that Discord can be like the, huh, I know who's here. And so I understand that, you know, I'm not going to accidentally post something that goes viral and. Right. Um, exactly. You have to deal with a bunch of trolls. <laughs> yeah. And having to deal with trolls. Yeah. Because we will kick trolls out. We have, we've not had that problem, uh, but it is a space that we want to protect and keep. We will take your money and kick your ass out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome to pay us and troll, but you won't be doing it for very long. <laughs> it's a very short window. So, you know. And that is also one of the reasons why we do put it behind a, a, a very tiny paywall because it does keep the shitheads out usually. But yeah, so thank you so much for your support and and for everybody that that has listened and given a review and just kind of been here from you know the beginning or whether you're joining us for the first time now. It is um, this has been a fun ride and we want to continue doing it for a long time. If we do get 50 patrons, we will be doing a patron hangout, uh, not a patron hey. hangout, a listener hangout. So a anyone, listener anyone, hang. anyone, anyone can come. Anyone can, come. Anyone can come to that. Uh, we'll be doing that uh, probably in Washington, D.C., where we will also visit the grave of our favorite Supreme Court Justice, Antonin Scalia, as well as some other things. And we'll be hanging out. So so join up. We're getting closer every week, which is great. So that's that's really all I have as far as announcements go. A uh, drinking game, I'll say. Drink, we have we keep forgetting to do a drinking we keep game. Forgetting to do the drinking Probably game. Probably because we have been drinking <laughs> during the show. Oh, and we're like, we're just continuing. Oh, we're just I've be- been doing. I realized that mocktails exist. I remembered that this week. So uh, that's what I'm doing this week. And I'm really actually I'm doing an herbal tea it. this week, <laughs> which is probably why I remembered the drinking game. We're we're such drunks. It's like, oh boy, uh, yeah, we can't even remember how we run our own show. Drinking game. Mm, how are we going to do this? I'm thinking, I think anytime that evangelicals punt to Jesus for no reason. So like, okay, interesting. So when, when you're, we're reading a story and we're like, Hey, we were taught this was Jesus. Um, <laughs> no. When there's no reason to think from the story that it's Jesus. They stole this book from Jewish people. It literally cannot be Jesus. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> go ahead and just take a drink. And yeah, well, that, that I feel like that's that's a good one. So that's a great so one. So we're talking about the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Why does it? Why do we pronounce it that way? That is my first question. Right? Uh, yeah, off the shouldn't bat. it be Abednego spelled, or something? Or, yeah, it's spelled Abednego. I, you know, Abednego. That's how it's always been my I'm, entire life. I'm just gonna guess. It's gonna be a random guess, as because like the one spelling sounds possibly closer to a particular racial slur, and maybe they're like, we want to just avoid that altogether. A bendigo. So Got we're it. just gonna we're just gonna pronounce it wrong and just be fine with that. Yeah, we're gonna let that slide. Yeah, I don't think that's what why it was, but because you know the church has no problem being racist or using that word. But anyway, so this is chapter three. And my my favorite king, honestly, just because of his name, King Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. You can say Nebuchadnezzar right, but you can't get... (laughs) It's hard. Like when you do it wrong. Although I was, I do have to say, I was very, very proud of the fact that I spelled Nebuchadnezzar without having to look it up. Wow. That's... Yeah. Go me. Yeah. Bible school, baby. Yeah. I can't spell etiquette. I can't spell no etiquette. That's not even a real word. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna we're gonna read this here and really or, interesting story. Very fascinating story from the Old Testament. King Nebuchadnezzar, who 
who is was a real guy ostensibly. It, yeah, he he was a real person for sure, and he he, he was a king. And uh, during sorry, well, I'm I'm losing my. He was a he was a king guy sometimes. <laughs> some guy that was a king he, he was king. an emperor i i'm acting like i'm drunk but i'm not so anyway so what is happening just kind of give everybody some context here if in case you're like i've never read the bible as a kid so daniel and his buddies you know the babylonians came in and they took a bunch of people from and from, from, from israel. israel and they brought them over to educate them really to indoctrinate them or you know it was propaganda. yeah it was a forced march it was a forced march for sure and wasn't you know, like, hey, go to college in Babylon. Yeah, we're going to free college in Babylon. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. It, it, I mean, it was free for them, but they was, did not have well, a choice. Yeah. Uh, and so, and that's what the Babylonians did. Like, so the Assyrians would come in and they would just basically kill everybody and then put their own people there. That's what I would call the American model. Um, and <laughs> the Babylonians would come in and they, they would kill a lot of people. But they would just move they would people around, shuffle people around, yeah. shuffle people yeah. around all over the mm-hmm. empire, so that you know to kind of kind of create hegemony. So, anyway, so that's what they were doing, and so, so these particular people were victims of that. Were yeah, and victims empire. is a good way to say it. They were definitely victims of it. I, actually, I don't think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were their actual names. I think that they were right. Those were like their their Babylonian names, their Persian names, or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, they were uh, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. They had Hebrew names, but they were given Persian names. So which I mean, that, again, that's what empires do. Like you're no longer you're no longer John. You are Joseph. Or hey. Or hey. So, and, and they would have to start, you know, worshiping their gods and these things. And so Daniel, and this is kind of a, honestly, this is a story. If I, I want to get into a little more Jewish context of it, this is really a story of like nonviolent resistance in a lot of ways, like ways in which they're trying to retain aspects of their culture and even, even having aspects of their culture celebrated within this empire. Cause I mean, that's the central question of this exile period of, of scripture. And I think, I don't think it's good questions to ask, honestly. This is, I mean, the way evangelicals frame it really takes a lot of that away. I also just want to say, too, on this podcast, we make fun of the way we were taught and what we were taught these books mean. We are not making fun of the books themselves, especially the Old Testament. I feel like that needs to be said. So, I mean, but I think the central question of like, what do we do when we're in an empire and how do we retain our identity? Um, I think that's uh, that's definitely narrative that has legs for a lot of populations. And I don't want to... Evangelicals are like, we join the club. Yeah, we're we're <laughs> oppressed. Look at the <laughs> lesbian kiss in Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> no. Uh, so King Nebuchadnezzar, he, he builds this golden statue and he, it's like 90 feet tall and it's nine feet wide. And he just like build it out in the middle of this you know, plane or whatever. And then he's like, he summons all of his accountants and his bean counters and his Shout governors. Shout out to the administrators. Yeah. I mean, that, they're important people. They are. Absolutely. You have a big ass empire. Got to have good people doing your admin. Yeah. And, you know, the Babylonians were, they were real good at admin. That's why they were an empire. Especially for not having any means of communication besides running. So, yeah, so he's like, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm going to invite you out to look at my big statue. And here's actually. It sounds like the most boring party ever. I'm just saying, (laughs) come out to the desert to look at my big ass statue. It's just a bunch of like nerds. Yeah, it's it's. It's like a proto Burning Man, but not as fun. <laughs> no, but like horrifically dull. Yes, a horrifically dull Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my All god! Right, we're like, gonna where go are the, the desert? drugs? Where are the drugs? This is my question. <laughs> we're going to this desert and like, nope. look at a statue. Worship some dude. Cool. Great. So glad you brought me here, King. So, you know, and then so they they announce, you know, everyone say they line up everybody. I'm sure it was wonderfully straight lines out in front of the statue. And then this guy's like yells like, hey, everybody, wherever you're from, all your languages. uh, When you hear this, the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the trigon, the harps, the pipes and all kinds of music. Yeah, I love how it's all kinds of music. Like My version says bagpipes. I just want you to know that. Oh, I love it. (laughs) 
nothing says nothing says uh, good music. Babylon. Yeah, Babylon like bagpipes. <laughs> bagpipes. Yeah. We want you to bow down and pay, you know, homage to the golden statue that Nebuchadnezzar has made. I don't even think that it like tells you what the golden statue is other than mm. it's just a golden statue. So is it a golden statue of Nebuchadnezzar? Is it a golden statue of like one of their gods? Like I you know, Marduk or whatever. But... Just because it says made an image. So to me, like, and I was thinking about the uh, the Ten Commandments and like graven images, et cetera. That's like what I connected this to. So I was like, oh, I, I just, I, but yeah, I've always assumed that it was just a statue of him hanging out, doing nothing in the desert. So there is, there is, there is a statue out in the desert. I do have to say, can I just add really quickly? Cause I'm a fucking nerd. I was like really not buying this whole, we made this thing of gold. <laughs> it's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> However, I did go back and read about how the pyramids were originally covered in limestone and marble. And then they had like the caps were all were were literal gold, like gold sheet. Right. But like, which apparently I like that sound. That sounds gorgeous. Gold and marble is really in right now. (laughs) They were ahead of their time. But then I was like, okay, so this is probably like not it's not a pure gold statue. (laughs) It's like gold plating. Yeah, gold plated. And yeah, but. (laughs) But even so, like, that's a lot of gold. That's a shit ton of gold. Not, uh, but, not knocking that part at all. I was just like, I don't think this actually happened. I was like, oh, maybe it, it could have potentially happened, but it was not a solid gold <laughs> object. Ninety, Like, how would you even do that? Like, structurally, I don't think the gold can hold that much weight. No, it, it would collapse on itself because it's a <laughs> right? soft it and melts. <laughs> relatively useless metal, honestly. Uh-huh, uh-huh, truly. But it shines. It's sparkly. It is sparkly. <laughs> Yeah, That's why it, we like it, it in the sunshine. So a lot, lot of music, you know, and, you know, you're... Sounds like mayhem. Yeah. So we're just going to, we're going to blow on these bagpipes. And when you hear that, you're going to bow down to the statue that Nebuchadnezzar has erected. And there's a lot of, a lot of erecting in this uh, passage. <laughs> Whoever does not bow down will immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire, which I'm guessing, you know, they had a lot of kilns and furnaces for the melting of this gold. And they're like, well, just, well, just, we got this here, you know. And uh, honestly, like, you want to be disturbed, but like Babylonian, like capital punishment and torture Ugh. and stuff. Ugh. Like, personally, Ugh. makes crucifixion look like a cakewalk. Like, because, like, <sighs> I'm not going to describe it necessarily, but whereas crucifixion would be certainly painful, Babylonians, it was painful and terrifying. If, if that, anyway, so. Like, like getting thrown into a fire in fairness to me is like both painful, but also kind of terrifying. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, crucifixion is, is terrifying too, but like, yeah. there's a, there's a different, I don't know. Like that's true. The vibes, wanna, <laughs> the vibes tip just feels worse. Like Babylonian stuff just feels worse. Why were we taught this as children? I don't know. I don't know. Every single week. Why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, so it is kind of, it's freaky. A motivation has been created to bow down to the statue. Oh, absolutely. Obviously. I am highly motivated, and this is 3,000 years later. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, when that is announced, I would just probably bow down before the music even started. I don't want <laughs> you to like, think I'm here. that nope. I didn't. Nope. Yeah. I'm all the way on the ground, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, first prostrate. note. <laughs> yeah. Now at the time, certain Chaldeans uh, came forward and brought a malicious, uh, malicious accusations. Wait a second. Where am I at? Okay. Why did they do this? Yeah. Against the that's, Jews. And they that's said. That's what I wrote down. Why? Yeah, King Nebuchadnezzar, like, well, which, I mean, that's just, uh, to me, that's just garden variety racism. And. Okay. And yeah. probably also the fact that at least in the Daniel story, whether this is historically accurate or just kind of like. I don't want to say fan fiction in the sense of like it diminishes it, but just more like a, a fictionalized account of what the exile was like for certain people. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, it's no, it's a narrative. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. It's like, yeah, George Washington and chopping down the cherry tree. Yeah. So, you know, so they're like, so they might have, you know, been a little jealous of these Jewish people starting to, you know, gain about a certain prominence in the empire as well. Like, yeah, we, 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 exiled them and we trained them but like they're not they're just they're not supposed to succeed 
Yeah. It's like, it's just like political jockeying, especially essentially. However, the, what is, what is the term I'm thinking of? I was going to say the something is very high. (laughs) Can I think of this word? Whatever. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of, there's a lot at stake. How about that? I'm going to go with that. So, yeah. So anyway, so these people are like, Hey, you know, they're, there are these Jewish people in at this party and they're not going to bow down. They're going to, they're going to mock you. O King. So you know, they don't, they don't serve your gods. They don't pay homage to the golden statue you've erected. You know, when the zither, you know, started playing, they, they didn't, they didn't lay down. Of course, you know, Nebuchadnezzar, he ain't having that, you know, as, as Kings do and, and as would be tyrants do, as we saw during the previous administration, when they don't get what they want, they throw a fit. And so, you know, so he demanded that they bring, you know, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego before him. And they brought him before the king. And, you know, this is like, basically, he's like, hey, is it true? You you don't worship my gods? You don't, like, you don't do all the things? And they're like, oh, no, 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 we don't. And like, you know, like, do you, did you did you hear the herald that you will be, <laughs> you'll be thrown into this fiery furnace? You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're not going to do it, basically. It's going to boil it down. So, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar is like, well, fine. Uh, so uh, what we're going to do is we're going to heat the furnace seven times hotter than it's normally heated. And, you know, which I don't want to get too tortury on this podcast, but a, a seven times hotter fire is I would preferable. much prefer. Right? I'm like, make that shit as hot as you can. Yeah, to a, to a lightly smoldering uh-huh. pile of coals. Yeah. Oh, um, God. Yes, so, please give me the hottest fire that's available, sir. So <laughs> I will pay extra. I feel like this is like one of those things like, oh, you think that's not a kindness? Okay. Yeah. Make, right, make it right. real hot. Like, sure. You have no idea what is happening here, apparently. So they they tied up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they threw them in the furnace. And the men, you know, were like, you know, they threw them in there and like. This is so corny. The guys who threw them in, the fire was so hot that the guys that threw them in died. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, no, they didn't. What? <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> Like, okay, okay, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. So, so here we go. The good part. The good part. So, you know, Nebuchadnezzar is doing his thing, you know, and he's like, says, you know, like, let, let's go look at what's happening in there. Like, because I guess that's, that's it's what you do for entertainment. Like, even like as late as like the 1800s, they're like boiling cats in bars and oh, like, you're oh. fun. Like uh-huh. people, people are weird and gross. So he's like, Hey, you know, didn't we throw three dudes in there? Why is there a, a fourth dude in there? And this fourth dude looks like now here's the thing. It says, looks like a God, which again, this is a pagan person or a, a Babylonian person describing what they're seeing. So they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're seeing a, what looks to them like a God, which is always the time in the story where you know, my evangelical teachers would be like, well, that's Jesus. They saw Jesus. Just force in it in. Just, yeah, just, just force it in. Shoehorn him right in there. Like, because anytime there's a God, people see him. It's Jesus. All right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm like, Jesus wasn't born yet. Like, come on. <laughs> but he just made occasional visits. He was like the angels. He just came down to fuck around every once in a yeah, while. Like, like, and if you could just come down and fuck around every now and then, why? Okay, that, sorry. No, no, so- seriously. That, why didn't Jesus have a body double on the cross or like a clone or something? Like, clearly he could have done something about this. I don't understand yeah. what's happening. Yeah, well, some, some, actually some Muslim theologians do do the whole body double thing for Jesus. Like, I it wasn't actually. I don't want to repeat too many details because I, 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 but I, but it, there is some that's like, that he like went to Mecca or something and there was someone else that was crucified. So he would never actually died. And anyway, so I don't know if that's mainstream islam or if that's just like a i'm into that version like i mean that somebody still dies fuck that anyway yeah, whatever anyway yeah someone still got killed on a cross regardless right. like, no but anyway yeah this whole body double weird or just like why didn't you just come and just like die and then get rose again like just as an adult like why do you have to do this whole impregnating a teenager thing i wanted to get the full human experience i guess the birth canal is yeah. really important <laughs> if i miss that i miss basically everything <laughs> <laughs> this book makes no that's, sense you guys that's what, what's on his checklist <laughs> things i want to experience <laughs> being squashed to the size of a large potato inside someone's vagina yeah check check got it <laughs> sweet yeah surrounded by sheep shit and you know mm-hmm. other farm animals 
everyone else seems to be born in homes. I want to be born in a barn. This is okay. This <laughs> Can is we make that kink. happen. This is sort of a fetish now for me, which I kind <laughs> of love. Like I sort of love this. Like everybody is always like, oh, you're like into BDSM, right? And I'm like, if I want someone to torture me, like I want it to be in a dank basement. I do not want to be tortured in some fancy ass hotel room. <laughs> Get it right. Jesus and I have this in common, apparently. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> you like our shit dirty. Yeah, I, I want I want it to be real dirty. Um, <laughs> and before I die, I want to be whipped. I want to be beaten. No. <laughs> this is so funny. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the kinks that the crucifixion would have fulfilled. Like, right? Actually, uh, you know, you know, you, know, you want to be whipped and penetrated. That's, you know, that's. That is a way to do it. Things that things that can be done. So anyway, now that we've lost anyone, <laughs> these people are going to hell. Turn that podcast off. Um, this is the best. This is what happens though when you just put Jesus randomly in the narrative. Like <laughs> people with our brains start thinking, how does this work? And if it doesn't work, how can we make it work? And then it ends up being like we we're like, well, Jesus was kinky, and I <laughs> that like, tracks this. Like if you followed. We made a pretty logical progression, I think. I feel like we did, especially because he's showing up here in this fire, right? Yeah. So he clearly he, likes yeah. to feel pain. Yeah. Like, Obviously. dude is really into <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, you know, and I'm like, I'm not gonna shame him for that, but like, no, I feel like this is the best possible way to look at this yeah. whole situation. Yeah. It was all consensual, it was all consensual. <laughs> <laughs> there was a safe word all of it human was all of the universe all of existence it's just god getting his kinks out <laughs> no. okay then he's still a bad guy so bad I'm just, like I just, bad, i'm not, but, I'm not gonna know. shame the kink itself but the fair, way you're getting fair. it out is uh-huh. that's problematic we didn't consent to any of this shit. no no <laughs> so anyway so so a god is in there not Jesus. Sorry. The narrative breaks down. It's Jesus. <laughs> and so, so they're like, Hey, why aren't they burning up? And you know, and he calls them out, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, like, uh, you know, I have a question. Fires are fucking loud. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. No, no one heard them while <laughs> no. they were in there. <laughs> that shit is terrifying. Yeah, exactly. Their, their methods of execution had extra layers of terror on them. <laughs> right. It's like so loud. So anyway, so, you know, servant of the most high God come out, you know, so obviously Nebuchadnezzar is now a worshiper of Yahweh. So, um, so they emerged from the fire and they're like, oh, you know, their trousers weren't damaged. <laughs> <My translation said. laughs> That's important. Clothes are expensive. Back then. Yeah. You know, and you burn that off, you know, and then you're shamed or whatever. Like, no, like they didn't even smell like fire is, you know, which again, how do you know this? Because everything would have smelled like fire, but whatever. Smoke, just, just the smoke alone. And then, you know, Nebuchadnezzar's like, praise the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Benedigo. He's rescued his servants, you know, and ignored me. And that that's great. So I hereby decree that everyone who blasphemes the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego will be dismembered and his home reduced to rubble. Why you gotta go so hard, dude? Like, why? You're gonna change your mind in like 15 months, max. Yes. Like, why you gotta go so hard for this dude? Because the next chapter is where he rejects God and goes insane. (laughs) And like, lives like a cow. (laughs) This book is so bonkers. It's, It's bananas. It absolutely is. It's one of the better ones. Yeah. So, so yeah. And then he promoted Shadrach, Ishik, and Abednego. They, they got a job promotion out of it. Oh, they can afford houses now. Don't even so, have to drop the avocado toast. Yeah. Thoughts? <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I, 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 you, you said something kind of like at the top of the story that I was just like, oh, holy shit. Like I never, somehow I never really connected the dots on that, but like, the nonviolent resistance piece, like, yeah, this, this was cultural genocide that they were victims of, right? Like on top of everything else, like they were trying to destroy like Jewish culture, you know, not, not even like we're getting rid of the people. It's just, and, and I think that that is, yeah, it's kind of, I, I mean, I would not personally uh, be thrown into a fiery furnace, for America. 
just saying like this culture can go to hell all the way (laughs) yeah if the chinese took over and like deported me to beijing to learn i'm gonna learn mandarin hell yeah so fast give me that shit So I, you know, I can't really relate to that part of it, but, uh, yeah. Saying like, no, this is, this is, we get to have our culture. We get to hang on to this. Like you've taken literally everything from us and this to us is worth like, this is, this is a hill that's worth dying on kind of legit in that sense, I think. And I never really thought about it in those, in those terms, but yeah, once again, I'm not, I'm not dying for any culture. So yeah, I don't know what that's like. Yeah. And that's, that's a, I think that's, that's the, to me. And again, I am not Jewish. I only know what people have told me. So I I could be wrong, but that to me, that is what a lot of this book functions as Mm -hmm. is, is a story, a manual, a piece of literature. That's just like, you know, how do we live in exile? And, and I, I, there were probably many, many Jewish people that just assimilated to Babylonian culture right away. We're like, pragmatically speaking, this is what we got to do to to live. And there were also probably very many that were like, no, we're going to hold on as as much as we can, you know, with the hope that maybe we can go back. I mean, that that happens later in the scriptures. So to, to see it as that, I can go, this is interesting to see it as like just this random story where Jesus shows up and, you know, better not deny God. Cause kids, I mean, again, gods were not like seen the same way, you know, for Nebuchadnezzar to be like, nope, now this is the God. Probably most of his satraps and people were like, okay. Like, <laughs> like is it, is it like a human body, but like a cat's head? It's like an Egyptian God situation. Yeah. Like, what's <laughs> like, this what God? are you seeing in there, sir? Exactly. Like, again, this is Babylon. This is Babel, Babylon, Babylon, I can't talk today. Like their gods look messed real, up. They look real weird. Fucking weird. Like, you know, so I'm, I'm like, what did you see? Like a winged man with like a beak? Like, what is, what is, like, I think we have to jump to the book of Revelation to find the description of the team yeah. in the furnace. Or like, is this like a goddess? Is there someone with like, you know, 50 breasts in there? Like, what, what is happening? I mean, we don't know. And that's fine. But, but, you know, so there, there is something in there that they're like, hey, there's, this wasn't in there before. And, you know, that's as a, as a piece of, uh, you know, interesting, you know, tidbit, uh, that's, you know, that's fine, I guess. I mean, as, as like, a as like, a because I kind of view this now, like through the lens that you were talking about it, it like through, through a, I guess a more Jewish lens, if using this as like using this as, as sort of like myth building in a way, even like, regardless of how much of it is true or, or actually happened. I think that that like that imagery is really cool. It's like, even if you, even if they try to torture you to death, like God's going to be in there with you, you know? Yeah. Like that, that, that piece of, of, of hope of, of cultural significance that like, you know, our God suffers with us, you know, yeah. is in the fire with yeah. us uh-huh. you know? I mean, and fire has a fire and furnaces have a lot of metaphors for, you know, refining and that kind of thing. So like, I see it as very a metaphor rich passage. And, and that, and that is why it's just, it's so unsatisfying to be like, yep, Jesus was in there with them. Like, come like, like, and then like, what's the point? He didn't say anything. He didn't do anything. He just saved the, the, these three people. Like why the fuck didn't you show up during like the siege? Like could have used you then. <laughs> oh God. Like, oh God. Yeah. You know, like, really? like when God decides to show up. Very inconvenient for <laughs> like, most of us, frankly. Like, like a deadbeat dad, like putting out his cigarette real fast. Like, oh, fuck, I got to show up for my kid. Like, <laughs> Thanks, I guess. Thanks. I mean, you saved three of us. Great. <laughs> maybe maybe could have shown up before the whole castration bit, but you know, yeah. whatever. Whatever. You made it eventually. You showed up eventually, and that's what <laughs> God is a bad dad. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's... Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting narrative when when I when I try to use it for what I think maybe it was originally intended for. When I try to like glom Christianity onto it, it's like it just feels it's it feels funny just like, as fuck. Yeah, it is kind of funny. Yeah, Nebuchadnezzar just unhinged like, all the time. All the time. All the time. 
Once like, it's like being a billionaire, being, being, being a royal, it's like giving you a personality disorder. It's the same thing. Like your empathy just shuts off. And, and, and and I imagine too, like being so insulated from anyone disagreeing with you. The real world. Yeah. Yeah. I I imagine all day, every day, these Kings and these emperors and probably billionaires too have people just telling them what they want to hear. You know, and then of course you think life is easy. You just pull yourself up by your bootstraps, whatever. Like I'm gonna build a big fucking statue in the desert. I'm gonna I'm gonna just call everyone out and they're gonna bow down to it because that's what I'm feeling today. And then for someone to say no, it's like, like do you understand what a waste of resources this is? Yeah, like, like this is you want to bring all of the administrators. So you're gonna leave all these kids at home and all the adults are going to come to, to, to Dura and just so that they can see your st- Okay. Okay, cool. I'll make that happen. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's what we're doing today. I guess that is what we are doing. Oh my gosh. It's that. See, again, it's like when you try to do it the Jesus-y way, it's so fucking funny. Like their whole take it, you have to take it seriously. And literally it's like, well, if you just take it literally, it is very unserious. Yeah, all yeah. So all these yeah, all these administrators, I mean, and they're, they're from all over the empire. So it's taking them probably weeks and months to get there. Oh, at least who at is least. count? Who is counting the beans in the meantime? <laughs> I want to know who is watching the children and making sure that they don't steal the beans that they're supposed to be giving to the king. Apparently, it's not actually that far from Babylon itself, like the capital. But I just no, I know. But, but like the but the empire was big. It was big. <laughs> Like, Those people didn't all live in Babylon. Like no. they were out there, all the corners of the empire is where you have to have your your admin dudes. Yeah, just really a tremendous waste of resources that may or may not have ever happened. But but this is a very king thing to do. I will say, wasting resources on this shit. Yeah, I mean that it, tracks it, to it, me. It, it does. You know, it does make sense to me. Similar to like like. Bill, not Bill Gates, but Jeff Bezos is building like this giant like space clock inside of a mountain or something for reasons. I, my thought is actually, it's like the top of what will eventually be his clone bunker, like (laughs) where all the Bezos clones will live. But that's, you know, just my fan theory. So it's like, like, why, why, why? Why? Like, because I want to. Because I want to like, yeah, it's he was, Tuesday. Well, he was quoted like his whole like blue origin, like space program thing. Like that's why he did it. And he's like, I couldn't think of anything else to do with my money. I already have four mega yachts. Yeah. Like you couldn't think of anything One else. Single to do. Thing. <laughs> like, nope, space. No, we're going to go to space. That's the thing I'm thinking of today. The space program, you know, the space program, the billionaire space program, I should say, not the actual space program, but the billionaire space program. He could have just given that money to NASA. But no, I got to have my own space company. You could have given that money to NASA and then bribed your way onto a fucking shuttle and gone to actual space instead of like the upper stratosphere. Yeah. And (laughs) and not crashed a hundred rockets. In in attempts to get you to, anyway, whatever. In, In attempts to get to low orbit, which isn't that impressive. Compared to what NASA can do. You could have just bought your way out onto a shuttle, dude. Yeah. They would easier, have safer, more fun, because they're professionals. But <laughs> you know, whatever. Whatever. So yeah, it seems like a very kingly thing to do. Based on what billionaires do now with their mm-hmm. money, it mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Um, that he that he would do that and then become unhinged when people just weren't like all about it. Oh yeah. No, I'm like if the king says to do a thing, like yeah on it right now (laughs) doesn't matter what it is (laughs) yeah and it's so weird to me like the way like so they have this furnace so like everyone gets thrown to the fire furnace and like okay if you don't bow down to the shadrach meshach and abendo goes god we're not going to do the first thing we're just going to dismember you and and crush your home (laughs) it's it's the psychological terror you know it really is gotta have both yeah so, but then, but then it's like terrorism for Jesus is okay. Like, like that to me is the logical endpoint. There is that, People like, think so. If Jesus showed up, and now Nebuchadnezzar's like he's now the god of the empire, and will kill anyone that says different. That sounds like the doctrine of discovery to me. 
you know, like, I mean, the stuff has an origin somewhere, you know, uh-huh. I mean, absolutely. I, I will say a lot of theology is pulled out of people's asses, but also fair, but th- this is, it's not very hard to come to those conclusions. Now the Jewish people don't do that typically because they don't have a Jesus figure <laughs> to like pin all of that on, but it's, I, I, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, the, I have immense respect, honestly, maybe more respect this week than other weeks for the teachings of Jesus and what could have been. But I also see what has been done to it and what is continuing to be done to it. And it's depressing Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great. So if you're going to read the Old Testament or the Torah, don't constantly insert Jesus into everything. Not everything has to be about Jesus. It's just it, not necessary. It, can it just, just isn't necessary. It can just be a divine being with an eagle face and a goat body and the horns of a ram. We love and, it. And the breasts of a virgin. And, and that'd be fine. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And who's let's to just, say that's not Jesus? And who's to say? <laughs> you don't know. You don't know. So uh, casting, do we have a casting for this? Maybe Nebuchadnezzar. I don't know if we have need to cast ne- all of ne- them. Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar. Neb. 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 Chad. Nezer. Chad. He has a Chad in his name. I didn't make this up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see. So we're trying. We're trying to cast. Oh, okay. Well, who's just like, who's just like absolute cracker pants? Because that's who needs to be in this role. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, I want to say like Nick Cage, but he's. I don't think he's not even cracker pants enough. Oh God! Right. Jared Leto, maybe. Mm, mm-hmm. He gets a lot of casting <laughs> in this book. He does. It's a lot of screen time in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say at Jared Leto or uh, who else is just real crazy. Well, I mean, Leto has his own cult, so he, he automatically rises like very close to the top of the list. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm just going to say, yeah, him and. I don't know. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I mean, honestly, they can just be no-name actors. They, they don't. I don't know. They don't, they don't I'm get like, a lot of screen I, time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know who the third guy should be. The first two. The first two dudes should be Michael B. Jordan and John David Washington, in my opinion. I'm trying to think of like the third dude to throw in there. But uh, yeah, those are those are some guys. What's his face? Now I can't remember his real name. And he's slightly problematic. But uh, Donald Glover, he's the third guy. That's who I was thinking of, too. I was like, I was like, I don't want to interrupt Tori because my suggestion might not be her suggestion. But yeah, Donald Glover. I can see that. Donald Glover, John Washington and Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, I can see that. And then maybe we do Idris Elba as the, the God figure in the fire. Oh, well, that that's just, yeah, that's easy that you just give that role away. Anytime there's a God, dude, it's, it's anyway, Idris. Idris or um, uh, Oscar Isaac. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, so depends on like, God. Right? <laughs> One of those two will fit. Uh huh. Yeah. Any role. I mean, I'm sorry. Sorry, Chris Helmsworth. I know you have that like Thor himbo thing going on, but <laughs> that's, the, you know, if I'm looking, if I'm, doesn't Oscar, do anything Oscar, for me. Oscar Isaac is my god. Like, mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. sure. Correct. So, all right. We, we've done it. I think we've covered this story more, honestly, than it probably deserves. But it was so fun. It was It was fun along the way, for sure. If uh, you would like to support us monetarily to continue to, you know, have more content like this, uh, please go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash go home Bible. You can, if you donate, you get also get to be a part of the discord and a couple other fun things as well. Uh, a life verse potentially uh, that could, I mean, for all, you know, your life verse could be, could contain the word Nebuchadnezzar and that could be amazing. 
for you. So there's that. Uh, you can follow myself on the things. Uh, some version of Justin Gentry will probably get you uh, either on Twitter, Justin D Gentry or Instagram, Justin.Gentry. Tori, do you want to plug your things or tell the people where oh, yeah. you'd like to Just be found? At, at Tori Glass. I'm around or I'm not. Depends on the day. So yeah, shoot so. your shot. <laughs> shoot I don't know why I said that. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm 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 indifferent to shots being shooted. <laughs> I'm indifferent. Yeah. Okay. So, with that bit of information uh, in your brain, have a great week, and we'll see see you around. Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.